Hey everybody, good morning and happy Thursday, February 15th. Valentine's Day is behind us. I hate when Valentine's over because then you have 364 days left till Valentine's Day. In this case, 365 days left till Valentine's Day because it's the leap year. So one of the roughest spots to be in uh, in the year, but we will make it. Uh, at least we can be riding on the, on the high vibes that the Valentine's Day brought. <laughs> All right. Doug being added to Instagram. That was a pretty good joke, Matt. That was. Was it? I yeah, didn't actually plan it. That. Just came up. Came up on the, on the spot. I, I enjoyed that. Good. Yeah. I actually had a nice Valentine's Day. It was not a bad one at all. Uh, my wife and I were not together until about 8 p.m. Well, we went out for lunch. Actually, that's that's not true. Went out for lunch to a new uh, Vietnamese spot to get a tofu banh mi sandwich, which was quite uh-huh. delicious. Did that. Walked around Guitar Center for a minute or two, and then uh, then picked up my son from. From this thing uh what what uh what were you looking at in guitar center i was looking at piano books and i ended up buying one but not for me but one for my daughter some kind of simple piano books simplified songs thing uh so that was good nice what uh, what instrument are you playing because you, you play you dabble in the guitar and then the drums and and piano yeah that was a good that was a good word that's what i do really uh piano is the one that i'm into recently the drums i enjoy the guitar really is hard for me to hard for me to get into hard guitar is a hard thing to get into because you got to deal with the the finger uh pain yeah you have yeah. to get over that hump so it's just a hard thing to really get started with uh but that's what i'm that's me how about do you, you have your drums Strictly... do you have your drums still set up yeah they're right here next to me every now and then i sit down and play a little bit but with zero uh intention or structure <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's not how about you just just drumming full time now uh the ukulele Really? Right. Good. <laughs> yeah. I pull that. I pull that dabble in the uke. Um, I don't know. Maybe once. Once a week, probably. You getting ready for the next year's leaf, leaf, leaky <laughs> yeah, arts exactly. festival yeah. circle? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but mostly drums. You know, the band. The band practices every week. Um, and I've, I've been I, every once in a while. I'll, I'll get motivated and watch some YouTube videos to try to, you know, come up with some new beats and stuff. But. Um, most of the time, it's really just like I play once a week and we jam for two hours, two and a half hours, and that's kind of it for the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Good social activity. Yeah. Very nice thing to do. Um, good. All right. Well, you left us. Oh, I didn't finish. I, uh, I Last night when my wife got home, I had made a curry dish, a new one mm. from Malaysia. Uh, so I had Vietnamese for lunch and Malaysian for dinner. Um, it was from Milk Street magazine which is i signed up for it for preparation for this show every, every now and then i'll sign up for free trials of things because i can't access an article um but um for the purposes of the show i signed up for a trial and they started sending me the print magazine and i've actually enjoyed it found some good things in it so i had to swap out the chicken for the tofu but made a really huh. good curry something i've never made before uh and it was it was great nice we had nice. our chili it was delicious right good mm-hmm. romantic and some some uh <laughs> yeah romantic chili and some cornbread, yeah, and and a, a little cabbage salad thing. Where'd you get the cornbread recipe? Um, I don't know. My mom made it when she brought over. Huh. She brought over cornbread. Okay, very nice. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, you left us, Doug, yesterday with a teaser that was oh, yeah. tantalizing, and I, I still haven't been able to get it off my mind. You said <laughs> we talked about this big weekend coming up: three day weekend, yeah, four day week to follow it, of course. Uh, and you said, I, I mean, this is a big weekend for me. And then we just left it at that. <laughs> so I need to know what it is. 
<laughs> what could you uh, be doing? I mean, it might be a little bit of a letdown, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Katie's uh, has a couple trips in March with various friends and things like that. So, um, so I uh, we decided that I I should duck away for a weekend in mm. in uh, in February, and I went back and forth on what to do. You know, maybe I would just show up at your house. Yeah. No, go to a Hornets game, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but instead, I decided to. Uh, I decided to have a little, uh, little retreat for myself. I'm gonna. Um, I got a cabin out. Um, you know, in a couple, of, like an hour away. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go skiing for a bit. I'm gonna do some riding. I'm gonna do, you know, some some mindfulness work. I don't just have a little like Doug retreat for all by for, yourself. All by myself, and I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. That'd be good. You gonna bring a copy of Walden? No. Thoreau? No. <laughs> David, Henry David Thoreau, that's his name. Oh. He went away by himself and did all that. And, and oh, wrote. right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, not not doing that. No, no. no. Just uh, okay. trying to find a good balance of like activity. So I'm going to ski one day, but okay. also, um, you know, just like time doing nothing, but but sitting with myself and, and hopefully doing some writing. That uh, really, I'd like to do a little personal writing. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Uh, will any alcohol be consumed by yourself or is that? I think so. Table. I think I'm going to bring a little bit of alcohol, but nothing too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well, you know, have a have a glass of wine with dinner or whatever. But yeah, right. Good. I don't know. All right, and then and then if you're gonna start writing, you gotta crack open an IPA or something. That's right. And then a another little, one. A little bourbon, just kind of keep pouring that <laughs> bourbon in there in the glass. You know, some of the best some of the best works of uh, of of nonfiction right have, yep. uh, have come from the bottle the the bottom of the bottle that's right i think they say right drunk edit sober is that the that's is that the doug hayes strategy <laughs> yeah yeah okay. exactly good well that's nice that would be a really good thing i actually really like every now and then i haven't done it in a long time but i used to do that uh when the kids were a little bit younger maybe when i more needed a break uh because mm-hmm. they were just it was just a handful like yours is age actually yeah um and it's a very nice thing to do you guys are good. You and Katie are good at that bartering of time, it seems. When one person does something, the other one then gets to do something. We each give each other a night a week. Right. And that is is maybe like the best thing that either of us have done for our mental sanity. That's mm-hmm. just, it's like no guilt, totally guilt-free night a week to do what you want. And uh, and I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I wish that, I know it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for everyone's schedule. Uh, and, and some people don't want it, but it like is perfect for us. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad that you found that. All right. Good. So, uh, have you, is cabin is booked. Do you know where you're going? Did you say you what? would actually pick the place? Like you have oh, yeah, a place? Yeah, yeah. Still yeah, I, have a, I have a place picked out in, okay. outside Waynesville. Cabin secure. Uh, it's, okay. Yeah. Cabin it's secure. Not it's not gonna be like the Bear and St. Bear's too much vacation, is it? Or you get there and there's <laughs> rusty water coming out of the sink and <laughs> leaves all over the thing. I don't think so. No, <laughs> but, but it was surprisingly difficult to find a good spot uh, at the last minute um, that wasn't, you know, that was affordable, but not like basically a shed. Everybody's right. renting out like just putting a shed in their backyard or in the woods or something like that. Maybe insulating it, maybe not. And then renting mm. it out for a hundred bucks a night. It's crazy. It's crazy what... What you right. can get away with now. That's the Airbnb economy, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> but no. All right. Found a great spot. Really excited about it. Might even do a little cooking, maybe. I don't know. I haven't, haven't made mm-hmm. a decision on that. But. Okay. Good. All right. Well, good morning to the regulars. Britter's here, and she's a drummer. We keep 
this is now the, the Britter onion. We keep peeling back layers and learning more about Britters. She's a drummer as well as a coffee fiend and a non-drinker um, and a, a soccer fan, I guess. You want to go to a soccer game, she said. Um, mm -hmm. D1 to no adventure coach. I'm kind of going backwards here. Danielle P., Carmen, Kate, a.k.a. Rivercat, Phyllis Hauser's been showing up a lot recently. Allie and Vegan Stallion, our friend, kind of new friend, um, been making mug muffins quite re regularly. I guess that's a they're going to do a corn mug muffin. Um, what? What's a mug muffin? I, I'm guessing you make a little muffin batter and put it in a mug and then somehow... Oh, a mug muffin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you can't bake a mug usually, can you? Wouldn't that... I mean, that would probably break it, I would think. I don't know. Um, Vegan sign cannot do the alcohol anymore. If I even drink two beers, I wake up at 2 a.m. with the horrors. Oh, you microwave them. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a mug. Okay, we've, we've had mug cake. Is that what they said? Mug cake? Mug muffins. Yeah, uh, Ellery makes like mud cakes sometimes, or mug cakes, uh, and they're they're very good. It's like little <laughs> quick chocolate baking sort of things. Um, all right. Vegan Science said if they drink two beers, they wake up at two a.m. with the horrors, the guilt. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a real thing for sure. If you have, have maybe not two for most people or me, but uh, three, yeah, that's happening, and that's that's a really re big reason to stop. Uh, I mentioned that I had had been sleeping pretty well, and I had yet another one last night, despite a little bit of wine early in the evening. Uh, but I tried to put it on the early side so that it wouldn't interfere with sleep so much, and uh, seemed to work. So I'm I'm pretty confident tomorrow I receive my sleep plan with the compressed things. So I'm going to find out just how how unbearable that's going to be. We will find out. <laughs> so how did how do they get to the sleep plan? You just like survey or you said yeah i just been filling out a sleep log each day and once they have three nights it seems like a very mm -hmm. limited amount of data but <laughs> based on three <laughs> nights they're gonna put together a plan and mm -hmm. uh, we'll see how it goes uh, and that is sleep reset is the app that i'm using for that i don't know if i'm gonna do the full once they give me my plan i may just i may just oh come on matt you gotta <laughs> come on you gotta give number. it a try <laughs> well no i have the plan and i'll just do it i just don't oh, i don't think oh. i need the daily coach and the tips oh. and all that I, maybe it would help you because I do think it's going to be pretty miserable. The, the sleep plan itself, the compressed sleep thing. And I think uh -huh. that's the best value probably that it offers, but I might give it a go myself and save the 300 bucks or whatever the course costs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Honestly though, that. if it doesn't work, I'll, I'll try again with the, with paying. Cause if I could actually fix it for that cost, it, it would be so much worth it. All right. Um, just do it right the first time, you know? Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Bitters has a Tama or Tama, however you say it, rock star set. That's a that's a Stuart Copeland look. If you have the big Tama set, yeah. Iron Cobra double pedal. Wow, look at that, Bitters. Who knew? do you have a double pedal? No, I had a double pedal when I was younger and much more serious. And mm -hmm. uh, I played with it a lot, and then I kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't really like any music that involves double pedal. So I just rather learn to do fast doubles with one foot. Mm -hmm. You don't do double pedal, do you? No, but I wish, I wish I did. I mean, it would be cool. Yeah, I mean, it sounds <laughs> it sounds real it cool. Sound, it does sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else, Doug? It's eleven thirteen, so we sh I guess we should start our show. We got a decently packed weather report and then a good topic today. Let's Whoops. do it. Right, right to the music. No, no break. Right into it. Um, not even prepared. Oh no! I did not mean to hit the music on yet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Actor and activist Pamela Anderson has acquired a vegan and cruelty-free skincare brand called Sonsi, S-O-N-S-I-E. Um, but the bigger story here is that she has ditched makeup. She debuted the makeup-free look last year at uh, some kind of fashion event 
by some other famous person. Oh, by the Olsen twins. Uh, so sort of an 80s throwback fashion event, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but have you clicked on the link, Doug, in the in the show plan? No, but click I click on that. Click on that and look what she looks like without makeup. I had no idea this was her. I, I saw that it was a Pamela Anderson article, went to it, yeah. and I thought, where's Pamela Anderson? I scrolled down to try to find her, and then I realized that person at the top is her without makeup. Wow. Uh, it looks nothing. I would, I would not have, have recognized her. No. Never. If I saw that person on the street, I would say that's a normal woman. Uh, definitely not a, a you know superstar Baywatch person. Uh, not that she's unattractive or anything. Just just looks totally normal, and it's just not what I was expecting. Wow, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, it is cool. It's a nice. It's a good message. I think. Uh, yeah. For her to make that that conversion from her former kind of personality or whatever you call it persona to mm -hmm. to this so i think it's good i'm glad i'm glad she's doing that good mess yeah and this is a new skincare line so if you have beautiful shiny skin then you don't need the makeup i guess that's the idea yeah so perhaps this is a good brand uh move it's not a new skin it's just one she acquired ah. she's getting involved in it got it uh yeah so anyway it's kind of cool it's vegan and cruelty free so check out sanzi if you if you're into that stuff um all right, some, some new interesting news here that actually will provide a nice background for our later discussion. Uh, I didn't realize this was not, uh, this hadn't happened yet, but someone has now made, a company called uh, New Culture has created a casein, which is an amino acid, it's a protein, it's in milk. It's the thing that was said to be so bad in Forks Over Knives, it, that was the bad part of milk, uh, according to T. Colin Campbell. Anyway, they have, they have received the GRASS certification, the generally recognized as safe, certification for this uh they're calling it it is the world's first designation for animal free casein because we've seen the animal free whey of course done by precision fermentation this is yep. casein i don't once you have casein and whey i don't know how much is left of milk uh what like what percentage are you not covering with those two things uh but i think that's pretty much the the bulk of it so what this means is that is that new culture their animal free mozzarella uh will now become available and Based on this, it's going to be better than any of the other ones that has yet been out. I mean, but also I have, have the stuff that you're not that that is bad for you. Bad for you, according to that that film and T. Colin Campbell, and and the China study. But you know, a lot of that stuff has been kind of called into question, and not just by the omnivores. Uh, right, right. So I I don't know. I don't honestly know what to make of casein and whether it's something you want to be eating. I, I kind of lean towards no. Uh, I feel like that's one of the growth proteins that is probably meant to grow baby cows to be a thousand pounds instead of uh instead of people yeah uh so i don't know I, you know it's, it's i mean i, I can't like i said I, I don't think meat is unhealthy in the way that i used to think that it was um but i still kind of don't think dairy is really meant for people to eat so um yeah i don't know i don't know if it's good or bad i mean it's just it's interesting that would, we'll have great mozzarella cheese now. oh yeah i definitely try it um mm -hmm. the question is would i would i stop trying it if i had it once like, yeah. am I ever going to make vegan pizza again with the junky other cheese we have? Or, oh. or am I just going to keep putting this? Because it's like, well, you know, why would I, why would I not have pizza, right? Pizza's not supposed to be healthy. It's a, it's a treat. Yeah, food. but how often do you have pizza? Once uh, every other week? Do you make pizza? We actually make it. Yeah. Like truly make, well, we do this easy thing once a week that we do. Okay, but if we're like making the dough and stuff, that's once a month. But so what if you... I mean, how how bad do you think it would be if once a week you had a little bit of this mozzarella? I, I don't think that. 
unless there's something wrong with the precision fermentation that we don't know about yet. But I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I think it would be fine. So I guess it's good. I mean, it's exciting. I, I mean, I would definitely be excited to have a pizza night that involved this. You too, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, 100%. And some people will stay away from this because they don't even want, like people who are who are hardcore vegan will say, I'm not even interested in having something that is identical to real cheese because I'm just, I don't need that anymore. I'm happy with yeah. alternatives. People have said that with the, with the animal free way. Uh, mm -hmm. And I felt that away first, and then I just quickly got over that. But yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, it's I mean, just... but it, like, I, mean, I guess it's, if you're worried about the health, like, if you believe that casein is bad for your health, right? And the whole reason you're vegan is for health reasons, then that makes yep. sense. If it's the animals, if it's the environment, and these are more environmentally friendly, and these are, you know, animal-free ways to create the stuff, I got it. Like at that point, you know what? Like at that point, you're just looking for something that tastes good. Right, it yeah. satisfies you a little bit better. As sure. Vegan Science says, these products are bioidentical to whey and casein and milk. They are no less safe than the quote-unquote real thing. That's what I thought at first. Um, and then last year I read that there were some groups that sort of like the non-GMO groups. I think it was the same group perhaps that is uh, very influential in the non-GMO messaging that it's important for stuff to be non-GMO. They said this the jury was sort of out on this stuff. Um, and so I don't know enough about it to know like, if it is called bioidentical and it, sorry, if molecularly identical, the molecule is the same. Is there anything about it that could somehow be unsafe or different? It, it kind of seems like not if it's the exact same molecule, right, right. but for whatever reason, they were concerned that the process itself may be dangerous. So I, I don't know. I mean, could you have the molecule that is somehow, even though it's the same molecule, it is tainted with some, uh, I don't know, you know, genetic mutation potential. I have no idea. So, I think it's I think it's fine. It's obviously it's been generally recognized as safe now by I think it's the FDA who who does that. That's the news. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm I'm not too worried about it, but I probably wouldn't need it every day. Yeah, I don't know that I would need it every day, but you know, I, I would definitely try it, and I would put it yeah. on my pizza. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I saw someone who was it said, oh Ben Chode says uh, I thought casein caused cancer. And that's, that's the funny thing about this. Like a lot of vegans are excited about this. You'll see veg news do it a lot. They'll talk about the casein, uh, the exciting casein developments that is coming with no mention of like, you know, a few years ago we were saying that's why a vegan diet was so good because it avoided awful things like this. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of hypocriticism, I guess that is happening, but, um, that that's really, and that's what we'll talk about in a bit. Like that veganism is sort of changing in this way. And will kind of never be the same, uh, this in my opinion. All right. Um, moving on, related kind of, uh, Turtle Tree, who I've never heard of, but they also make fermented precision fermented vegan dairy. This is the first company to ever get a vegan certification. So that, for you know, for fermented dairy, or for precision fermented vegan dairy. So what we've been having, which I think is the perfect day, um, ferment, precision fermented animal-free whey protein, that was apparently not vegan certified. It was it was an animal free product, and the company advertised it as such, but hadn't actually gotten certification. This one now has from Vegan Action is the certain the top vegan certification organization in the U.S. Um, and they said that this stuff is sustainable lactoferrin. So I don't know too much about what that means, but uh, interesting developments in the plant based, animal free, precision fermented dairy world. Um, all right, fun little tidbit. 
New studies concluded that meat eaters are more willing to experiment with plant-based products that come in red packaging. They did a survey with 1,200 participants, looked at a lot of different tones, green, blue, purple, yellow, orange, and red. Uh, of course, most vegan products these days on the shelves are green is their color theme, signifying sustainability and plants and all that. Um, but red is the one that uh, was most associated with tastiness by the participants. 56% of UK consumers, 54% of US consumers associated the color red with superior taste in plant-based meat, even though it's the same meat. They just rated it higher if it was red, uh, the packaging. So, hmm. and now the, the analysis of that is that red typically symbolizes less healthy attributes and products. So <laughs> people are drawn towards this because it seems less healthy than the green ones. And hmm. I guess that kind of makes sense. Like if that's, if you're not really that interested in the sustainability, um, and you're a meat eater and you see, you see something that seems less healthy. I guess you might think it's going to taste better than something that it seems like it is going to be healthy. Wasn't there, isn't there something about McDonald's being red and yellow because like red, uh, red, like energizes people or something and mm. red, um, like makes you do things. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would believe that. Um, in marketing, they always say to make the buttons green on the web pages and stuff, or make not make them red because red symbolizes stop. Stop, right? But but you're right. I think red does sort of fire you up and inflame you. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wonder what Kinda yellow does. Um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I don't know. Interesting, interesting that it's associated with health with uh, less healthy. Yeah, right. And that that's why that for some reason that's attractive to you people. Yeah, I mean, if that's what it is, if who knows if that's really why, because it, if that's why they think it tastes better, but that's the theory that that's what's mm -hmm. going on. So there you go. That's your weather report. Um, I did see there was a new case of human plague in uh, in Oregon, the first one of the year. So I almost put that in the weather report, and then I said I'll just <laughs> I'll just offhand mention that uh, <laughs> someone got it from their cat, they think, and yeah. uh, I don't know. Includes fever, discharge from the eyes, vomiting, diarrhea, dehydration, oh, poor hair Ugh. coat. That's it. That's in the cats, I guess. Uh, swollen tongue, mouth ulcers, enlarged tonsils, enlarged abdomen. So if you get any of that stuff, yikes! You might want to might want to check it out. So Especially this, if you live in Oregon. The, is this your season for staying inside now? <laughs> yeah. I'm not it talking is. to anyone. This is my new do this. Mm -hmm. It seems like uh, it seems like most of that stuff is is uh. Not scaring you right these days. I guess I guess the mosquito-borne illnesses are aren't haven't flared back up yet. That's a summertime thing. Yeah, yeah. Now I got bigger concerns with the rattles or the snakes and all that around our property. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. No, I haven't. It kind of died down. I haven't seen. I heard someone said they know where the den is, so I know it's a real thing. There are hundreds of them there. There's one that apparently hangs out under our thing, under our uh, rain gutter, but I I haven't seen it. What kind of snake is it? Copperhead. And it was like they know baby. where they know where the den is of copperheads, and they haven't. Yeah, someone like goes there and hangs out. He said some guy. Ah, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. So uh, that's I don't know. Somehow that has died down, but that is still still going on. All right, um, let's uh, let's shift gears here. Let's talk about some. Thing. We have two topics today. First one. I almost put in the weather report and then I said, this needs a little bigger discussion. Uh, the headline is kids can join the vegan scouts and it's from wweek.com. I think that's a 
Portland. Oh yeah, Willamette. Wait, Will, Will, maybe it's Willamette Valley. I think they make good Pinot Noir there. Uh, it's mm. it's their their magazine. Anyway, uh, a woman named Amanda Hyman Smith. She has a seven year old daughter, and the daughter was having problems that nobody else in North Portland neighborhood of theirs was vegan, which is a little surprising to me. I kind of would think there'd be plenty mm -hmm. of other vegans in a North Portland neighborhood, but. Uh, tricky things involved field trips to the zoo. The, the girl wouldn't go on the class trip to the zoo or she couldn't go to the, on the class trip to the zoo. Um, she started wanting to get into Girl Scouts, but they said horseback riding, that's a no-no, and campfire weenie roasts. Can't do that. I don't know why you wouldn't just bring your own thing, but uh, those were off the table. So they started Vegan Scouts. And now it's all vegans get together. Um, three to 12-year-olds. They have vests and caps, earn badges, attend a camp out in the summer. Sounds like Grizzly Bob's Day Camp in, in Fair St. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, they have a taste <laughs> off of, of plant milks with cookies on the side. A lesson on how many gallons of water go into producing dairy milk versus non-dairy milk. Curriculum based on veganism and the, its environmental effects. So uh, interesting kind of thing. Um, Doug, I, I really don't know the answer to this. If there was vegan scouts in Black Mountain and your kids wanted to do scouts, would you send them to vegan scouts or would you send them to regular scouts? Brownies or Girl Scouts, whatever whatever it is. I I would probably not send my kids to vegan scouts. You would do vegan scouts. <laughs> I thought maybe that would be something you would do. I also thought maybe you wouldn't. Uh, but I just thought maybe Doug would, would really like this. Yeah. So I, you know, I have I, my first reaction was like, "Oh my god, why are they doing this? This is terrible." Um, but then I was like, "No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with uh, a group of, especially kids, getting together who want to talk about, like, you know, have have a similar interest and want to do their thing together. Um, you know, and and that's great. I just I like what what I don't like about it is that, um, you know, and this may change as my kids get older, but right now my oldest like. She likes the fact that she's uh, she's vegan, and you know is happy to talk to you know talk to people about it, and does doesn't seem to interfere with her life. And she you know if she uh, is somewhere where you know they're serving non vegan food, she doesn't seem bothered by that. And um, and I don't know, like I, I don't want it to feel like this kind of weird thing that you know we have to go hang out with other people who are like that, and we can't hang out with right you know non-vegans you know because we're different like i don't want it to become that like if that yeah. makes sense so yeah. i would rather her have the experience with all of her friends um and you know do the quote-unquote normal thing and to help kind of normalize being a little bit different in this normal environment right. and um i think that there's more value in that at the same time like i said you know if it, there is nothing wrong with groups of like-minded people getting together and and talking about their interests and and you know that kind of thing. So I, I'm, I'm not against this in general, but I don't think that I would encourage my kids to go to it. Mm -hmm. What if those groups and their interests are like anarchy and black mountain sort of groups? Like you a pro Starbucks. You think it's okay for them, to, yeah. <laughs> for them to get together and private and discuss their interests and make plans. <laughs> I mean, uh, as long as it's not illegal. Sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. I like that attitude. Uh, I actually agree with you very much here. I I think, I mean, I don't mind that they would do this. It sounds sounds good. If like if you, if you're that into this and that's your identity and 
-hmm. you know, this is more important to you than anything else. Um, sure. Great. Uh, but like you, I really don't know about the lesson you teach the kids, um, or maybe the lessons that you miss out on teaching the kids of like, here's how to adapt when things aren't quite exactly your way and how to still go there and fit in and, and, you know, still do your thing, like bring your hot dog to the, to the weenie roast, your own vegan version, assuming you're allowed to do that. And I, I would imagine you are, um, you know, and make decisions like horseback riding, like how, how, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and my daughter has taken horseback riding lessons before from like a farm where they did, you know, stuff that in general I thought was good. Um, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, exploitative of the horses in any way, but, but I don't know. I just thought it was okay. I thought this is good for her. She really wants to do this thing. So just cause she's vegan, I wouldn't say, well, you can't do that. And she's let her decide that. But anyway, um, I just think that's kind of good. I think making those decisions is, is a good thing. And you learn to, when are you flexible? When are you not flexible? How, like you said, how can you influence others in some way if that's your goal? I don't know. I just think it's kind of good. I think the life skills are more important there than uh, the, the life skills that they are teaching specifically to vegan scouts. Um, but that's just my yeah. opinion. You know, I think what, listening to you say this, what I think my, my, my negative reaction at first was more about the, like, we have to change scouts. Instead of just having, if it was just a vegan club, we're going to start a kids vegan club and, you know, meet once a month or whatever, and you guys can right. hang out and That's we'll have vegan point. cakes and vegan ice cream and, you know, do that kind of thing. Like, I would think nothing of that. And I, in fact, I would be excited if my kid wanted to, wanted to do that, you know? Right. Um, but I think that because they're trying to recreate scouts, Girl yeah. Scouts, and make it a vegan version of it, like that that's i think what um why i had an, an immediate negative reaction right to it. right yeah i think that's a really good point i think that's i think i'm the same way i think i would feel a little bit less negative i'm certainly i wouldn't feel any negativity at all if you wanted to have a kids vegan club uh yeah but but an alternative that says and, and i you know a message gets sent and i guess you could say it's a good message that says when something's not your way change the world to make it your way uh yeah. but i don't like the idea of like we're gonna adapt everything to you and your uh way you are and so now your little league team also, instead of having leather baseball gloves, being on one of those teams, will make a vegan team that, you know, you mm. don't have to have leather gloves near you, uh, play with a non-leather ball. You know, it's just, it's just too much to me, uh, too much asking for adaptation of the world. Yeah. But I kind of, so, now that, now that I kind of want my kid to start a vegan club, that'd be fun. Kids vegan yeah, yeah. club. You should do it. Start a vegan club. All right. Three to, three to 12 year olds, Black Mountain, all the vegans. I think there's probably like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Will that, will that help or hinder your uh, your re-election campaign? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Good question. All right. Well, there's Vegan Scouts. You weren't a Boy Scout, Doug, ever when you were a kid? I was a Cub Scout. Oh, you were a Cub Scout. Is that mm -hmm. the same as a Boy Scout or different? Because they're the smaller it's, ones? Yeah, it's just through like, I don't know, elementary school maybe. Okay. There you go. That's where you learn your love of the outdoors, perhaps. Perhaps. Or fostered it. Good. <laughs> were you? Were you a Boy Scout? I, no, I never was. I mean, I never even considered joining. I knew that they existed. I didn't didn't think it was a didn't seem bad. I just never never seemed like it was for me. All right. There you go. All right. Um, so that's uh that's vegan scouts. And here's the other one we got. Um the headline here from plant-based news is veganism is dead say media outlets does the data agree uh and their article is one they have 
republished from foodfacts.org. It's basically saying that the, the media, of course, jumps on this whenever possible. The idea that the veganism, you know, movement, or ve the vegan movement uh, is, is done. The bubble has burst. The, these plant-based meats, especially when those companies go out of business, they love to just trot out the list of companies that have gone out of business and talk about how veganism is done. Um, they mentioned some stats that, that say otherwise, and there are some. They mentioned specifically that uh, actually they do it in a kind of misleading way. They say that vegans have grown 1.1 million. There are 1.1 more vegans this year than there were last year. But I clicked on it to look at the actual stat. And it turns out that was just for the UK, that stat. And they didn't make that clear uh, in this article. So a little, little misleading um, because when you put it in a bigger context, like if you consider the US, we know that the number of vegans between 2018 and 2023 went down from 3% uh, to 1%. And I figured out that was like, uh, I don't know, one and a half million per year people. So like the number is eclipsed by the number that are going away in the United States. Uh, but then there are other European countries, obviously, where it probably is growing. So, you know, who knows, really knows there. Um, 25 million people sampled vegan food this Veganuary. We talked about that. So there's another data point. Um, on the other hand, the Veganuary growth has kind of plateaued compared to two, three, four years ago. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, dairy sales in the Europe, I just saw an article today. They are flat or down. And some of the thinking is that it has to do with... Uh, with people shifting to plant-based beverages, hmm. we see all the time that Europe, you know, there seems to be an appetite for more and more plant-based meats and things. So I'm not trying to say that like, it's clear that the vegan movement is going, going or, you know, on the way out. Um, on the other hand, I'm not as uh, positive as optimistic as this article is. Like I, I kind of think there's a chance that veganism is dead as far as the veganism that we've, that we know uh, where people eat, you know, whole real plant foods. I, I don't know if we're ever going to get back to that. It just seems like, it seems like that number will never get as high as it once was. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. Okay, good. Glad to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I, am, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want you to, it would, it would be. Yeah. I, I mean, I, so I, you know, I think obviously we've talked a lot about the, the vegan, um, bubble of like everybody talking about going vegan because uh, I mean like two years ago three years ago maybe you know you went to a, a new year's party with your non-vegan friends and half of them were talking about how they wanted to eat more plants or like go plant-based before right. five or, or whatever um that was what everybody was talking about now fast forward a couple of years no one no one's talking about that uh so there was clearly like this big bubble and of vegan products and the vegan enthusiasm that uh, that has burst. There's no doubt about that. But like, I think that we kind of in that process we laid a groundwork and we laid a, a new set a new baseline mm -hmm. that uh, you know ten years ago veganism was super rare and extreme and you were a big outlier. Now it's you know, everybody's talking about it. Like, even if it's negative, you know, at least people know what it is now. A lot of menus have vegan options. Or if when you ask for something to be, you know, to be made vegan, like it's not this crazy thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that, I mean, I think that we're at, we're at a new, a new phase of the vegan diet where, yeah, everybody's not talking about it on the new year's resolution. Every, all these companies are kind of, uh, either going under or just reshifting. 
Um, but I think that there's there's a new understanding of, of vegan diet and, and what vegans are and what they can be and, you know, the, the power of plant-based foods. And, and I, you know, I think that that is positive. So now, we're, now we've got to reset and we've got to grow from there. We've got to figure out what, like, mainstream veganism looks like and whether it's 100% vegan, you know, or whether it's, you know, it's flexitarian or something like that. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, so I guess in that case, maybe the world will become more flexitarian and less vegan. And so in that case, maybe veganism is dead, but this, this idea of, uh, of, of mostly plants eating a lot more of it, mostly plant-based, I think that that is, uh, that is still in its infancy and it's going to blossom into something much bigger. Yeah. I, I actually agree with that part. That's exactly my point is I think, I think purist veganism, uh, I think we will never see as many vegans as we have once seen, as we saw, you know, three, four years ago, uh, who are purely vegans. They eat no animal products whatsoever. Um, and I don't know for sure, because I think the interesting thing, like we talked about this plant-based mozzarella, um, as the, as the alternatives get better and better, especially with the dairy, because that seems to be getting better and better. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say it, some of it's really bad. That seems to be successful. I should say, uh, that is, that is disrupting the market a little bit. I don't know if 10% of the dairy market now is plant-based. It's some kind of big number, bigger than you'd think. Um, as that stuff gets better and better, we have more and more like dairy identical cheeses. It's going to be way easier for people to eat that stuff uh, without having committed to being vegan. So I think like, I think people are going more and more in that way. I think less and less animals will be consumed and animal products be consumed uh, animals exploited, all that stuff. So that's a great thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just wonder like, like without, I don't know. It, it seems like it used to be sort of easy to be the purest vegan, um, and vegan meant healthy. And it was like, it had this very strong health thing with it. Now, you know, we can't really put the genie back in the bottle. Like there's so much vegan junk food everywhere now that I don't, you know, the veganism is healthy. That that's not really a thing anymore. Uh, unless you're like, hyper committed and very, very niche. And you're like sticking to actual whole foods. And that's, I think it's going to be very, very hard to be that now that, you know, most of your vegan friends are now eating all the other foods. Uh, the other, Do you think that, I mean, I, I like what I think of as vegan is, is more of the, you know, the animal rights people, less of the healthy stuff, you know, 10 years ago, vegan was, uh, you know, was not the, the plant-based doctor who, you know, wasn't Esselstyn or, or, I mean, I guess it was, it wasn't, um, Dr. Furman and, you know, like, like it was the activist, right? Mm -hmm. And that wasn't associated with health. That was, that was more animal activism. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then the health thing, I think is what, is what made it grow so much like that sort of yeah. made it, oh, it yeah. and the fitness tie. And like, that is, that's gone now because we don't, we don't have mm. that thing anymore that says vegan is healthy. We have this like, well, if you stick to whole foods, like that's healthy, you can be whole food plant-based and very healthy. Um, but I don't think many people can do that anymore. It's like there are too many temptations. There's no longer like just draw a line and says I'm vegan and now now you can't get these unhealthy foods anymore. It's just too easy. I don't know. So I, I sure like those activists who are purely ethical vegans will still exist. Um, I just don't know. Like there's not really the fuel to grow it anymore without the the health tie-in. So I don't know. But but I do think more people are eating more plants, or at least I think more people will eat more plants. I think this flexitarian thing is is fantastic. Uh, I just saw some research today on it, actually, talking about health benefits, comparing vegans to flexitarian to omnivore. They found that vegans were still the healthiest, but flexitarian clearly healthier than omnivore. Uh, and I think that's a great thing. So um, 
yeah, I, I don't think this means, you know, bad, terrible news for animal rights. I think just the shift is happening. Stephen points out, he says, I think veganism as an outlier is dead. Maybe it has just settled into the mainstream. But I think when it settles into the mainstream, there's a little bit of uh, of give and take that happens, right? Like as, as we get more and more mainstream people doing it, they're not doing it, you know, to the extent that a pure vegan would maybe wish they would do it. So we get lots more people eating way less meat, but I think fewer people being vegans going forward. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the fact that everyone is hating on it, like all these news outlets are hating on it, to me makes it makes a point that it's not dead. Like the people will still want to talk about it. Like if it was truly dead, no one would want to talk about it. Like it wouldn't get clicks. It wouldn't rile people up. It wouldn't, you know, whatever. But the fact that people still want to talk about it makes me think that there are still, you know, the people who are diehard vegans like ourselves, the people who are diehard against anti-vegan, right? Uh, and that, that that's still enough to like, be in the interest of people. <laughs> and so it's not going to die. If people, if, as long as it's still making headlines, yeah. even if they're negative, right. it's not going to die. Right. Yep. Good point. Um, Aaron's aunt and uncle are visiting us. I was talking to them about this last night, kind of making these same points. And they were like, Oh no, we like, we keep seeing all these restaurants adding vegan options to the menu. Yeah. So like maybe we're just too deep in it. Cause you and I talk all the time about these vegan restaurants, uh, adding meat to the menu feels like it's going away, but like maybe we're just doing exactly what this article says, falling for the headlines. And I mean, sure, we're reading more than the headlines, but like we see these articles that are maybe, you know, whatever, cherry pick kind of things where like, yes, there are two restaurants in the world now that have added meat to their menu and it feels <laughs> to us like everybody's doing it. Um, yeah. But so that, that may not be the case at all. Um, I, mean, I think I think I mentioned this the other day, but I'm going to say it again because it's a good point. Um, there was there's a there's a barbecue spot here in town that um, that just made a big announcement of revamping their menu and like. They did that. I could see they maybe did two or three different things, and one of them was add a vegan option, and uh, and you know that was like their big. They were, it, the quote was uh, like, you know, we we've heard, you know, we're listening to your feedback, uh, you know, and here's our revamp menu. And one of the big things that they did was add a vegan option, and yeah. like, I don't know. So that means that somebody, because I, I haven't complained, somebody else out there is, <laughs> is saying like they should have vegan options. And do, because I was actually wondering this as well. Like, do flexitarian people, which I, I don't even know what a flexitarian actually is. I guess it's someone who is is vegan a lot or mostly, but they, they do eat some meat and some animal products now and then. Um, I, it's, it's so poorly defined. I think that's kind of the problem with it as a diet. Yeah, right. like it's just there's no definition for it. Um, like, do they go out to a place and, like, get the vegan option? Or, or if you're a flexitarian and you go out, are you just getting whatever you, you feel like eating right then? Like, like are only vegans eating the vegan option option or is it, is that a good thing for like this, this sort of new ideal diet we're imagining, not ideal, but a mainstream friendly diet of people who, you know, every now and then eat some meat or animal products. They don't have these strict rules about veganism, uh, but they mostly eat plants. So I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would it. say at this restaurant, it's probably the vegetarians and the vegans that are getting this because it's, because, it's because it was, right. you know, it's an impossible burger. You know I mean? It wasn't like, a. um, a big vegetable heavy plate or something like that. Like, yeah. uh, you know, but I think probably at an Italian restaurant, there are people who are, who don't get, you know, who don't get a meat dish, but instead get uh, a veg forward dish or people, you know, go to Thai and they get tofu. I see that all the time. I think, yeah. you know, people right. who are not, uh, not vegan, but choose tofu over chicken or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, 
Ryan McNair, I don't know if we've had him comment before. He said plant base is dead or dying, but then says, or at least the hype, in my opinion. And I think that's, uh, I think most of us could agree that the hype, I actually don't know, like the hype, is the hype dying or is it just, is it just becoming more argued over? Uh, but then he says, I agree with Doug. Vegan needs to lean more towards lifestyle than diet. I don't think it's black and white, uh, but there is a line. Leather, wool, fur, cross my line, but might not for others. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Chodes says, is Matt going flex? No, not going flex. Um, there's the ethical component. And for me, that's a pretty strong one. Um, I'm just speaking about the health things. And I've I've had this opinion for, I don't know, probably two, three years. I've kind of never been, even in the early days of Nomad Athlete, I said, I think, I think what's so good about going vegetarian and the health benefits um, isn't so much from the giving up of meat, but the adding in of all these plants and things to your diet. And I still tend to think that's kind of, I'd say I, I kind of swung away from that for a while, but now I'm kind of um, back to thinking that is mostly right. Um, so there you go. And Ryan says, vegan should equal animal rights. Vegan science says you are either vegan or you aren't. Flexitarian implies that someone's trying to reduce but not completely eliminate animal product consumption. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's my point. It's like the number of people who, if you're saying you're either vegan or you aren't, I think the number of people who are say they are vegan is never going to be as high as it was five years ago. But more and more people are going to become plant mm. forward and, and maybe have to. And then the big X factor is like the subs, the things that become available instead. The cultivated meat, right? You're not going to be vegan if you eat cultivated meat. But I think there's a very, very bright future for that. And I think it will replace a lot of the, the real meat that is consumed in the way that, that the plant meats have not. Um, so that's a pretty big one. Uh, I, then, I don't know that I agree with that. There'll be never, never be more vegans than there were five years ago. I'm not sure if that's no. true. Well, like I said, the X factor is technology because we just said earlier today, this vegan mozzarella is now, right? So like, let's say, let's say every cheese in the world has a, has a vegan alternative or an animal free and yeah, and vegan certified, uh, alternative. So like we erase that from the whole, the whole vegan game, right? And that, and that's part of the, most people's problem is I could never give up cheese. So like, if you get rid of that yeah. and now yeah. you have this alternative, um, that makes that way easier. Uh, so I mean, you still got to deal with the meat itself and you got to give up that if you want to be vegan, but I don't think that's too hard. So mm. yeah, maybe technology will make it so that, so that without even really thinking about it or having a huge commitment, you kind of just become vegan if you want. Yeah. You know, I also, I also putting a lot of faith in the uh, younger generation, you know, that's growing up in a world where veganism is on every menu or a lot of menus are vegan option. And uh, you know, it's, it's more talked about and less, less niche. Even even if there aren't more vegans, like actual vegans, it's just less niche, niche of a thing. Um, uh, people understand it and talk about it more. And so, uh, you know, I think I think that in ten years we might see that that kind of baseline has has grown quite a bit. Yeah, maybe not. Yep. I could be totally wrong about that, but I'm so I'm hoping for. Yep, yep. And then way beyond that, who knows? Thirty, fifty, hundred years from now, you know, entirely different incentives, yeah. entirely different technology. Maybe everyone's speaking in just, just how it is. Mm. Um, hello to Big Meaty X Claws. Says longtime podcaster, first time on stream. That, that name is uh, throwing me off there. Big Meaty X Claws might be uh, might be a, a troll. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe maybe just Joe's a strange name. But but if you are legit, thank you for uh, for commenting on stream. All right, Doug. Um, that's it. We're done. We, we did a heavier show than we usually do on Thursdays. Usually we're going to best life online, eat this, not that actually tried to do that. That's where I found out about the, uh, that's where I found out about the, the plague thing. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. They also had an article that said beef prices could hit record levels this year, economists warned. So there's a good example of uh, the incentives and things that I was talking about that, mm -hmm. that just might be a factor that changes everything. Uh, it is Ryan McNair's first time. Same longtime podcast listener, first time on live chat. Well, All welcome, right. welcome. Thank welcome. you for your comments. And uh, and Stephen said, I hope he didn't. I didn't miss Doug's uh, Doug's weekend plans, but you did. So you got to go <laughs> yeah. back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you have to go back and listen, Stephen, or just text me when you're done if you don't feel like doing that. All right, or text me. He could also text me. He could. I didn't know he had he had you on text. You're on WhatsApp with him. Uh, no, I no. yeah no, but we chat sometimes in uh, Instagram Messenger. Oh, okay, all right, good. All right, uh, hold on. Media, big media X clause. I feel bad. I shouldn't have said. Uh, I shouldn't have assumed big media X clause was a was a troll. It says veganism is definitely growing. I'm not an activist doing it for health reasons. I'd probably be considered a mainstream vegan. I'm currently flexitarian on the road to veganism. So there you go. That's I actually I don't hear people who who say they are that that situation anymore, uh, which is why I have this sense that it's kind of dwindling. Um, but if more people like you, big media X clause have that attitude, then I will reverse my stance for sure. Well. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. All right, Doug. Enjoy your weekend away. I'm sure there'll be all kinds of stories to tell us on Monday or Tuesday. When yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it'll be a four-day week. So I think no show going up on uh, Monday. Uh, I'm going to set the precedent early that we don't put shows up on holidays. There you go. Out of respect to the president's. All right. <laughs> bye, everybody. All right. Bye. See ya.